Hello, my name is Roger Perkin, and welcome to episode one of the CCIE podcast. This is the CCIE podcast, talking about everything you ever wanted to know about the CCIE lab exam in routing and switching version five. Find us at the CCIEpodcast.com or subscribe to this podcast at iTunes. Get ready as we reset your mind. In three, two, one. Now over to your host, Roger Perkin. And hello, welcome to episode one of the CCIE podcast. Thanks for joining me. My name is Roger Perkin. Um, I live in the UK and I'm currently studying for my CCIE in routing and switching version 5. So for those of you that are listening, I'm assuming that you are on the same track as well, um, looking to pass the exam. Maybe you've done the CCNA and the CCMP and you're looking for the next step forward. Um, my next attempt at the exam is going to be on May the 11th, 2015. So if you're listening to this before that date, then please feel free to drop me a comment in the box at the bottom of the podcast and hook up. It'd be great to work with some of you guys. And if you're listening to this after the date, then hopefully I've got some good news and we can spread the word and send some more tips your way on on sort of success strategies and study methods that I've used. So this first episode is going to be a bit of an introduction about you know my journey so far, what I've done, what I haven't done, mistakes I've made, and hopefully give you some ideas on how to not make those and to save yourselves a lot of time and possibly money. And what this also is, is my first attempt at podcasting. So excuse any mistakes that might occur in the first few episodes, but this is hopefully going to become a more of a polished process. And uh, hopefully the quality is okay for you guys at the moment. So without further ado, let's get into it. So um, why do you want to become a CCIE? That's the first question. And most people, it is they just want to um, improve their knowledge expand on what they've learned already in the current certification tracks for others their employers require them to do it and that's always a little bit harder as as you're being pushed into it really but for those of us that want to do it they want to put themselves through the studying um, there's two paths either you're paying for it yourself or you've managed to get your employer to pay for it if you've managed to get your employer to pay for it then good luck that's great um, it's very expensive for those of you that don't know uh, the cost of the lab exam is currently uh, $1,650. And if you're taking it in Brussels, like I am, there's another 300 on top of that in VAT. So we're looking at over £1,200 UK money. Add on to that travel to get to the exam, the hotel when you're there, and time out of work. Uh, most people would say it's about a £2,000 expense per attempt. And that's before you've even taken on any of the training materials, bought any books and taken any time out of uh, anything you're doing already. Um, that does put a lot of people off. Um, for those of you that are still with me, then we're going to carry on. So we know it's going to be expensive. And if you're funding it yourself, then you know, hats off to you because it's a big commitment. So how do you learn? What do you learn? Well, to be honest, all the material you need to pass the CCIE exam is available for free. Uh, everything you need to know is on Cisco's website. All the technologies, all the documentation, it's all there. Now, you can choose to do it the hard way, and you can dig in and learn that yourself. Or 
you can take some assistance and use a training provider. Uh, basically, there are three main ones. Uh, the top three internetwork expert, that's INE.com. I'll be putting all the links of this into the show notes so you don't have to write any of these down, but that's INE.com is one of them. IP Expert is another, and Narbic is the third one. Now, they all sell you a whole CCIE package, which includes videos, workbooks, assessment labs, and you can work through from start to finish, and they cover every technology that you do need to know to pass the exam. Again, these aren't cheap. Um, you know, a few a few thousand pounds to buy all the videos and the workbooks and the practice exams. And then on top of that, you need something to practice on. Now, up until last year, you had to go and buy yourself or rent a, a rack to get your hands onto the equipment. Nowadays, the, the CCI exam is virtual. So all the equipment that you will be taking your real exam on is simulated, it's a virtual lab, and you can run all of that in software. So you can set yourself up a virtual rack. Um, I'll be going into sort of setting up your own rack in future episodes, but you've got quite a few options on how to do that. Uh, the, the main ones are using the Cisco Cloud Services routers on an ESXi platform. Uh, you can use GNS3, Cisco's new platform, the VIRL, the Viral, Virtual Internet Routing Lab is available now. Uh, you can use that. And if you can get access to it, IOU, which is what Cisco run the lab on, uh, mainly for Cisco employees. But yeah, so many different software solutions that you can learn and practice. But in all honesty, uh, when you're getting started, you just need GNS3 and three routers. And with that, you can learn so much. Any topology, any routing protocol, BGP, SPF, with three routers, you can set up an awful lot of things and learn an awful lot of stuff. Now, the other big element to the CCIE is time. Uh, when and where are you going to study? Now, this does have some effect on whether you've got a family, whether you have a wife, girlfriend, children, partner, etc. And they do need to be on board with you if you're going to pass the lab. I have known people who've lost their marriage um, through studying for the CCI, and it's not worth it. You know, it's it's an exam at the end of the day, and to put so much time and effort into it that it causes problems with your relationship, that's um, probably pushing it a bit too far. But for those of us that have got an understanding wife, girlfriend, partner, you need to sit them down and say that you want to become a CCIE, and then it's going to take you a good chunk of time, and you will be studying quite a few evenings and a lot of weekends. So the, the best way to overcome this is to actually set out a schedule from the start so that they know exactly when you are going to be studying. There's nothing worse than just saying, I'm going to be studying, I'm going to be not studying, and nobody knows where or when you're doing it. If you say that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights, you're studying, Thursday and Friday, you've got off, Saturday morning you're going to study, Saturday afternoon is family time, Saturday night you're going to go out, and then again maybe Sunday morning you're going to study and Sunday afternoon you're going to go out with the family. You need to have a structure so you know and everyone knows that this is your study plan. And then when you get closer to the lab then it is going to get quite hectic and you are going to be studying pretty much every hour that you can spare. But in the in the first instance you, know, you need to 
have a realistic plan and don't set big goals that you can't achieve. You know, don't say you're going to study five nights a week when there's no way that you're going to do that. Studying two evenings for two hours a session is better than doing nothing. And also a lot of people say they're going to study, but don't actually study for two hours or study for three hours. Uh, that's another big topic that I'll be covering in a later podcast, and that is is how to focus, how to make each study session count, and at the end of the hour, know that you have learned something. So pick small, e- easily sort of chunks of time that you can study with. So two hours is a good time with a break in the middle, um, and studying into the night is is another tricky one. Some people like to study late at night, some people like to study early in the morning. But you will discover when is your best time. Uh, for me, it is in the evening. I, I do like to study uh, later in the evening when everyone's in bed and the, the house is quiet. And I, I do tend to focus then when it's dark and there's no other distractions outside. So a lot of people say to me, how long is this going to take? Um, that's a very difficult question to answer because without knowing uh, where you are currently, uh, I don't know how much work you've got to do to get up to the CCI level. If you've done the CCNA and the CCMP, then you've got a, a good grounding knowledge. And I would say, you know, 12 to 18 months is a good time to allocate to the CCI. If you really want to go for it, you know, you could do it in six months flat out. But if you give yourself 18 months to really learn the technologies, really learn what's going on, you'll, you'll stand a better chance of passing that exam on the first attempt. And that, that is something that... Um, a lot of people want to try to get the exam done in the first go and they want to pass on the first attempt and they'll just go for it and they'll set a time saying that right, once the exam's booked then I'm going to study. But it's a lesson that I've learned and I went to the lab too early back uh, in version 4 and I, I wasn't ready but I thought this is going to be, um, I'm going to see what the lab's like, you know, see what the environment's like, see what it's like to get there. And although it was a good experience going to the lab, seeing how it works, seeing what time you're going to be up, the whole time pressure thing, it's a very expensive um, trip just to see that, just to find that out. Um, there is a video on my website, uh, rogerperkin.co.uk forward slash CCIE, uh, that, that shows the my first journey in, uh, to the lab, which is quite interesting how to get there. It took me about eight hours to get to the lab. So it's a long day to get there. It's a long day for the exam. It's a very expensive day. And if all you've come away with is you've learned how it's gone on, you haven't really achieved much, you're better to push your exam back a bit, save the money and keep studying. And only when you feel that you're really ready to go to the exam, then book the lab. Um, it, it's, it's very, very expensive. And you don't want to be making too many of those trips without coming back without your numbers. So that leads me into the next question. How do you know you're ready? Well, for version 4, there were a lot of very good um, full-scale mock labs that you could take the whole mock lab and get a mark back to sort of gauge your readiness. Currently, for version 5, I don't believe there are too many of those available at the moment. I'm sure that will change very soon. But the best way is to, to book one of these mock labs. It's fully simulated time and you go through the whole thing. You get graded at the end and you know from the feedback on that exam score just how close or far away you are 
from passing the lab exam. So it's certainly worthwhile. These are probably only $100, $200 to take one of those, and it's certainly worthwhile taking one of them just to f gauge your readiness before making the, the trip to Brussels. Now, I, I probably just waffled on a little bit here and there so far for this first episode, and I hope that you, you like what you're hearing so far and that you'll join me back again for episode two. So I'd like to thank you so far for, for joining me. And again, my name is Roger Perkin. Uh, I run a blog um, for the last few years. Some of you may have even discovered that one already. That's uh, www.rogerperkin, that's P-E-R-K-I-N, .co.uk forward slash C-C-I-E. Uh, if you just Google C-C-I-E blog, you can find that one. And all the episodes for this podcast are going to be at the CCIEpodcast.com. It would be great to hear some of your feedback on what you've heard so far. And if any of you are, again, doing the lab in May 2015 and you want to join me in, as a study partner, then please hook up. And if you like what you're hearing, please either leave some feedback in iTunes or send me a message directly on the website of anything you'd like covered in future episodes. And uh, I'll be happy to oblige. We're going to have um, interviews with training providers. I'm going to be speaking to colleagues that have passed the exam and those that are studying for it. So trying to get a broad range of experience across everything. And just hope it helps, helps you out there achieve your CCIE goals. So until next time, take care and I will see you soon.